Let's, let's pray real quick. Father, we love you. We honor you and we thank you for being so good to us. You've heard the heartfelt appreciation, the heartfelt gratitude through singing, through clapping, through dancing, even in our tithes and offering. You saw an expression of our gratitude of how much we thank you for your love. Now, Father, we need to hear from you. We ask that you speak to us right where we are. Father God, I pray that this time will come in on the conversation you've been having with people all week. Open our eyes, our ears, so that we may experience the wonderful things that are written in your word. Holy Spirit, have your way. Do what you want to do in me and in this place. Let the words of my mouth in a meditation of my heart be pleasing and acceptable to you. You are my rock. You are my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Come on, give God one more hand to praise. <laughs> I, I remember my first time coming to Lifeline. I, I mean, I came on a Wednesday and y'all tricked me, you weren't here. <laughs> and I remember you telling me, come back. Come back, please come back. And then I came one Sunday. I came before my wife because I had to check out the land. <laughs> and I came back, honey, we got to go back. You got to go. And I would come every week and sit right over there in that corner. And every time I came, I felt like you all already knew me. And so, again, I say to you, I say to you, don't take for granted what you got here. Don't take for granted what you got here. Again, I thank God for both Pastor Reggie and Pastor London. I don't think they know how much of an inspiration they are to us. Um, we listen. We don't talk a lot around them because we're just watching and, and listening, watching how they walk and maneuver and not trying to be big-headed. <laughs> you know, they just humble people. And I thank God for them. Amen. All right, Exodus chapter 2. Y'all ain't coming here all that. You know all that about them. Exodus chapter 2, verses 11 through 15. Exodus chapter 2, verses 11 through 15. Um, one day, when Moses had done what? Just want to make sure he was with me. One day when Moses had done what? He went out to who? And looked on their burdens, and he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his who? Hmm. Next verse, verse 12. He looked 
this way and that and seeing no one, he struck down the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Verse 13, when he went out the next day, behold, two Hebrews were doing what? They were boxing. <laughs> and he said to the man in the wrong, why do you strike your companion? Verse 14, he answered, who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you mean to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid and thought, surely the thing is known. <laughs> Finally, verse 15, when Pharaoh heard of it, he sought to kill Moses, but Moses did what? From Pharaoh and stayed in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. Today, I want to talk from the theme or the subject, nurturing strong relationships. Pastor Reggie themed May, he deemed May, agape and honor month. Understanding the assignment that he's given me for the day, I want to do all I can to honor God and fulfill that assignment. So today, I want to draw our attention to this subject that I just announced to you on how do I build or how do I nurture strong relationships? How do I foster healthy, vigorous, life-giving relationships? How do I do it on my job? Come on now, y'all. Let me say something. Y'all playing right now. We just talk so much about how much God loves us. We shouted and we jumped about all. Let me, we, 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 we don't have to deny that God loves us. But don't you know that God loves you so that you can love somebody else? But we just content with God loving us, but not understanding that God has given us an assignment to love other people. Let me get back to my notes so that I can get up out. So we all need to learn how to strengthen relationships, whether it be on our job, whether it be in our school, young people, whether it be in our homes, whether it be on our block, in our neighborhood, whether it be in our marriages, and whether it be in our church. I'm sure we can all strengthen our relationships. As we look at this text today, I, 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 want, I want us to do a, a deep dive into the characters that has taken place in here. I don't want us to just, let me ask you, how many of y'all, because Pastor, y'all, he say we can ask questions on Sunday. I remember, didn't he say that? How many of y'all been to Sunday school before? Okay, I know, you know, they don't do Sunday school no more. How many of y'all remember Moses? You know anything about Moses? What do you remember about Moses? Come on, come on, say, somebody say that. He part the Red Sea, what else? Huh? He was a baby in the basket. My wife, she taught on that last week. She did the doggone thing. Anything else? Yeah, he did all this, huh? He saw God. 
the burning bush. He saw God in the burning bush. That's cool and everything. But can I tell you that Mo Moses had some relationship problems? And so we're going to look into the life of Moses to see how we can learn from Moses so that we can learn how to nurture stronger relationships in our life. I remember, I remember when we were trying to remove all the clutter from our stage at our church. We got an old building and we're trying to figure out how do we remove the clutter from the stage. And the electrician came in, he said, okay, you can put this digital sound system. I don't know nothing about it, but they say put the digital thing. But I thought that was going to get rid of the cords. But that's a lie. That's tricky because at the end of the day, you still got to get power from the board to the stage. You still got, they still got to be able to talk so that you can mix. So he said, what you could do, go through the basement and you can put some PVC pipe and take it to the back so that you can have the, the board to communicate to the stage. And, he, and I say, well, okay, what the PVC, he said, the PVC pipe is going to act as a conduit. It's going to get the mix to what needs to be on the stage. It's going to get the power, whatever needs to be said up here to the stage. Don't you know that relationships is the conduit that God uses to get his power into our lives? And so we do so much work and there's nothing wrong with it. Don't play with me. I'm not saying that a relationship with God doesn't matter. But what I am saying is that in order for us to, be, to benefit from all of the heavenly benefits that God has given us, it's only going to come through the conduit of relationship to get to your life in a practical way. And so we cannot be content with just coming to church and enjoying church on Sunday, but we book up out of here without having a true, meaningful, and significant relationship with the people we shot with. So I don't care. I don't care what you do. There is no way that it is impossible to get agape and honor without relationships. So when we look at Moses, Moses, oh my God, help me get back to this so I can do what I'm supposed to be doing. Moses, he's a young man. You all just said it. he was raised in the palace. He was the Pharaoh adopted grandson. He, he, he was born Hebrew. He was born a, 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 a part of the children of Israel. He was a Levite. But at the time he grew, he, he was born in a world that was a hot mess. And, and, and because his mama and them, they want no punks. Now, I ain't killing my baby because Pharaoh, he, he was afraid and he thought that they was getting too strong, that we got to kill this people because I feel threatened that they may take over. He said, hey, let's kill everybody to another. Let's kill them. Let's kill them. And so what ended up happening, his mom said, you know what? I'm not killing my baby. She saw something in this child. And then she built a special made basket. I hear you, honey. She built the special made basket and put them in the water. And Pharaoh's daughter saw something in the water. 
had her servant to go get him. She saw the baby, and then she adopted the baby, and then had the mama, you know, uh, y'all know the story, had the mama to raise her own son. She paid him to raise her own son. But watch this, Pharaoh, I mean, not Pharaoh, Moses. We said all this stuff about Moses. Moses grew up in the palace. Moses, come on, can you, anybody wish they grew up in the palace? Instead of on, on, on <laughs> yeah. I ain't gonna, cause you gonna get mad at me. You, you know where we grew, you know. He grew up in royalty. He grew up wanting, getting everything he can ever want. He grew up learning um, and having the Egyptian education. That was a, that, I mean, that, you're talking about Harvard. <laughs> He had the best education a person can ask for, but he also had a mama who taught him where he come from. And so if we look at, let's get into the text, because I got to get back to the text. I don't like reading and never come back to it. Look at Exodus chapter 2, verse 11. Let's look, we're going to take our time and walk through this. Look at this. One day when Moses had done what? He's about 40 years old now. He went out to who? And he looked on their burdens and he saw Egyptians be, he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his people. We can nurture stronger relationships through the practice of presence. Okay, practice of presence. We'll come back to it. Moses was still enjoying the freedom and security of living in the palace. But one day when he crossed the threshold of the palace ground, he, he, he went out and visited his people. This visit was no ordinary visit. It was something. Watch this. God used this visit to prompt a calling in Moses. This is why building relationships is important. This is why being present in people's lives are important because when we are engaged in people's lives, God prompts something in us that will help us solve what is going on around us. Moses went out, he saw the burdens of the people. I told you, he wasn't just scrolling and going out there. Let me see what's going on in the neighborhood today. No, he went out there with a call. He went out there saying, there's something, I want to see what's going on with our people. He saw the burdens. When you see the burdens of people, you're seeing what's breaking people's spirit. That's what it means, the burden. The burden was what was breaking the people's spirit. And when Moses went out, he saw this. And let me tell you this, when you are able to enter into relationship with people, you're now able to empathize with what's going on with people. Because what tends to happen, see, we, can't, we cannot, I'm going to keep saying this, I'm going to keep saying it, we cannot get love and honor just by coming here on, this, this is why, and I hope we don't take this for granted, we don't look over and we keep, we, we fight past the owner, this is why small groups are so important. Yeah. Because in, 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 in church, we only get the surface. In church, we get, hey, hallelujah, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm highly favored. I'm, I'm blessed. Too blessed to be. But sometimes your blessings can call you. So let's be honest. We can't get down to the nitty and gritty in a public setting. 
It's good we can cry, we, people can see something on us, but there is really no real ministry without the relationship. So you gotta have a small circle. You gotta have 10 to 12 that you can ask questions to about the word of God. You gotta have, so small groups ain't no, ain't, oh, what, what is he doing? He's trying this new, it ain't nothing new. This is what they did in the Bible. They went from house to house to house and then they came together at the temple. But, but we got to the point where the temple is, is, the, is the main thing now. Relationships happen in small places. And when we are in relationships, like Moses, we are able... Now, he wanted, we'll talk about that. He really wanted in relationship. We'll talk about that later. But when he visited, when he went to go see, when he, made, when he had presence, he was able to see the burdens of the people. Before living in a temple, living in a palace, he didn't have to see it. He could just hear about it. And see, some of us, we don't want to go and enter people's lives because we are uncomfortable with the pain that's all around us. We are uncomfortable because when we find out what's going on with our brother, when we find out what's going on with our sister, it starts to trigger something in us. But if you want to do better at nurturing relationships, you got to, or yeah, you want to do better at nurturing stronger relationships, you got to have, or you got to practice the presence of being with people. We leave that, you know what, we, we leave that to, you know, the older folks, they'll go see people. We need you to go check on people now because we just too busy to go check on people. Don't play with me. We can have our brother, we can see our brother and sister struggling. This is, this is just how messed up it is, Pastor. This is how messed up it is, is that we will see a brother and sister struggling on Facebook and all we'll do is send a heart and a little emoji and we won't go call, we won't go by and see nothing. Oh, did you see what's going on with sister so-and-so? And ain't nobody went to go be present with her or with him. just how hurting we are that I would blast it out on Facebook and yet still feel lonely because nobody came by to be with me but when I came to church it was all on me but you can't deal with them you can't deal with the pain if you're not in relationship and most of us uh oh we are scared to feel the hurt that somebody else is feeling So, if you want to practice or you want to have stronger relationships, if you want to nurture stronger relationships, you got to practice presence. We got to practice being with people. And, and, and you know what present is? Presence, when you with people, you focus on tension, you focus your attention on what's happening around you. And watch this, what happens in you when you're in their presence. See, we, we, see we, we, somebody done lied to us. I got the joy of the Lord. I came, we may have like more. You, you got, you, yeah, you got the scriptures. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's cool. But when somebody passes, it hurts. 
if I just got news that I, the job that I've been given all of my life to, I've been coming in, sacrificing my family, and then when I get there, they're going to tell me we're going to let you go? That hurts. If I lose my job because of the, the, the economy that went belly up, and you're going to tell me just come shout anyway? See, we don't want to feel that. We don't want to go into it because, it, uh-oh, uh-oh, it may cause us to actually practice a no lack nation. We don't have to wait to pastor to raise an offering for us to help people not lack. See, we want to look good that when, the, when it's time for the offer, we come bring us stuff. But what about when you're with your brother and you're with your sister and they're telling you, I ain't got no gas money. Why you got to wait to an offering to give it to them? You want to know why? We're not in relationship. We like the people at the temple. They was coming and just throwing their money in, throwing their money in. Cling, 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 cling. You want everybody to see what you're doing. Help me, Lord God. Help me, Holy Ghost. This is why presence is important because it, it, it does something. in, And that's what happened. Moses, man, what? he just going out. And when he, he, he struck with something. He's seeing the burdens of people. And when he sees the burden, watch what happens. I'm going to skip a lot. I'm going to skip a lot. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Let's go to verse 12 to 15, because I got so much up there, I can't get to it. Oh, my God. Well, ooh, I got to hurry up. <laughs> verse 12 to 15. He looked this way and that, and seeing no one, what did he do? And did what? And when he went out the next, so the first day he goes out, he see burdens, he see a brother being beat up by an Egyptian, and he looked this way, he looked that way, <laughs> he beat him down. <laughs> he beat him down. And when he beat him down, he put him in the sand. He hit him in the sand and went home like nothing happened. Yeah. Read it. Because then it says in verse 13, Look at verse 13. When he went out <laughs> the next day, behold. <laughs> I ain't gonna say that. Yes, I am. It's funny. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Two Hebrews, I was gonna say something else, were struggling together. I'm not gonna say it. And he said to the man who was wrong, why do you strike your brother? Why do you strike your companion? And then look at verse next. He answered, who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you mean to kill all oh, they done put it on live? Do you mean to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Moses, oh my God, he got some snitches around here. Somebody. I said snitch. Okay, don't be lying on me. 
and thought, surely the thing is known. Watch this. Help me here, Holy Ghost. Not only does the practice of presence help us to nurture a stronger relationship, we can nurture a stronger relationship by resisting the itch to fix people. Moses had the right heart and he had the right motive. He wanted to see his people free and he wanted them, he wanted them to be treated with dignity. But the issue was Moses had no relational jurisdiction. Moses came out of the palace for the first time. And he saw some things going on that prompted some in him. And I truly believe that God took Moses out there so he can see what's going on. But when Moses got out there, Moses did something he had no business doing. He had, um, okay, do me a favor. Go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. I want you to see something. I want you to see something. Is it 22, 20? You, you got it. You, you. You go there. I don't want to turn my Bible. I want you to do it for me. Did I give y'all that text? Hebrews chapter 11. I'm sorry. I said 12. 11 verse 22. My bad. 22, 23. It, um, New Living. That's fine. New Living Translation. Hebrews chapter 11 verses 22. 23, one of those is there. Here it is. I'll see, that's why it was wrong. Go to that, um, I think it's 24. My bad, my bad for real. I don't know everything. I told y'all I don't know everything. Verse 24. It was by faith, watch that, see this. It was by faith that Moses, when he did what? He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Look at verse 24, 25. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying fleeting pleasures of sin. Watch this. When Moses grew up, when he grew up, he went out and he decided, he saw what was going on. So God prompted a call in him. How many of us, God prompted a call in us? But how many of us, uh-oh, you ain't going to wave your hand now. How many of us have went out ahead of God doing things that we had no business doing even though he had given us the call? Moses had no business killing the man. Moses, he, he, he matter of fact, because how many of us heard that Moses, he stuttered and he did all those things? Moses didn't always stutter. Okay, you don't believe me. Go to Acts chapter 7. I'm, I'm trying to show you. I'm, I want to show you the connection. These are real people. They us. Y'all know that, right? These are real people in the Bible. Look at Acts chapter 7. I, I know. I ain't telling what verse. I, it's up there. I think it's 22. I think that was 22. Acts 7, 22. Is it 20? Okay, we'll start at 20. Watch this. I know I'm messed up, y'all. At that time, Moses was what? A beautiful what? 
is in God's eye. His parents cared for him at home for how many months? I told y'all that. Look at the next verse. Here it is. When they had to abandon, when they had to abandon Moses, Pharaoh's daughter did what? And raised him as her what? Here's the next one, 22. Here it is. This is what I want, 22. Moses was taught all the what? Of the Egyptians. And he was what? How? And what else? There it is. There it is right there. We know the timid Moses, the Moses that was always studying. Why, 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 why me, God? Why you sending me, God? Why, 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 why me? We know the Moses, they say, God, what if, what, if they, what if they ask me where you come from? You want to know why? Because Marlio in Moses' life, Moses stepped out when he had no business stepping out. And so you know how it is when we end up making mistakes and now it's time to go on. We don't want to go on no more. You want to know why? Because God has given you passion, but it don't mean God told you to move right now and so watch this what do this have to do with a relationship what does it have to do we have the audacity because God has given us a word to walk into somebody else's life and try to tell them what to do and it ain't got nothing to do with God telling them something it got everything to do with what God trying to do in you and so now we're wondering why people don't want to hear us. It's because you're speaking too soon. God ain't told you to say nothing. And this is how we mess up relationships because we're running our mouths too much. We're doing too much. We, we, we're too busy or too hasty trying to fix people. And then nobody trying to fix you when you came to church. I know, y'all ain't did nothing wrong to me, for real. I'm not mad, this is just the passion. This is just the passion. You didn't, I promise y'all, y'all did nothing wrong to me. But it bothers me when we scar people even more when they come to church. Here it is, you just got over a 15-year struggle. You get a brother to come to church, and now you're trying to tell him how to dress and what to do and what not to say, how not to smell when you come in here. something in you but it may be for later and not for right now I don't know how many times my wife told me she said you bought your whole study to the pulpit because there's times God's giving me word it don't mean it's for everybody else okay y'all playing with me so we have to be careful of just just going into people's lives and, and causing more pain. Somebody just lost somebody they love. That's all right, baby. Go and get over it. What do you mean? Get over it. What do you mean by get over it? Because the joy of the Lord, you, what do you, it is my strength, but it hurts right now. Some of us, I'm telling you, we, <laughs> we talk about lack nation for real. Some of us got a lack of emotional intelligence. We are so spiritual that we're not real. So if you want to nurture stronger relationships, be present with people for real. And when you're present with them, don't be rushing and trying to fix people. Build a relationship. And then 
allow people to give you jurisdiction in their life so that you can make suggestions about what need. Jesus walked with his boys for three years for a purpose. He was with them. He walked with them. And then he can say, do you not get it? I don't see how you can believe, not believe God. Come on. You, you know, anyway. You, 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 we're just too hasty trying to alleviate people's pain. Trying to hurry up. And the problem, I said this earlier and I said it again. The problem why we're trying to rush people out is because we're scared to deal with our own stuff. The problem is... <laughs> And it's true, it needs to be said again. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. now I ain't do it. I could go start naming some stuff that we don't want to deal with. I ain't going to go there. If we will be honest, how many of us? have actually made the, state, the mistake of going ahead of God. We all have. So this is, not, this is not, I'm not trying to knock you. I'm just trying to say, I noticed when I messed up, I remember, honey, remember um, Justin, young man, we were, um, I, I coached basketball, I love basketball, and this guy, he would want, hey, he's trying to coach, and he want to know how to do it, what you do, how did you get this for your team, how do you do that? And so he came over to our house, and I was like, yeah, I'm a witness to Justin, I'm a witness to him. Justin came over to our house, and he sat down and everything, and I started talking to him about Jesus. That brother flew out my house. He literally, literally ran out my house. And I say, God, if you give me another chance, if you give me another chance, Justin was a young man who got shot up because he was, you know, out selling drugs. Justin just graduated with his master's degree. <laughs> Justin, his family is flourishing because God gave me another chance and I built relationship with him. And then he bought at the time his girlfriend to our house and wanted to sit down with me and my wife and talk about relationships. Then he started pursuing us, talking about his mama, his grandmother died, who raised him. He said, hey, can you please come speak to my family and just give us words of encouragement? It's going to be a gravesite funeral. Yeah, that's fine. See, it took time. And not just, I need to get you saved, man. You got to get saved. Matter of fact, some of us, we just want to knock saying that so-and-so said the prayer. No, God didn't, he wasn't looking for no conversion. He was looking for disciples. Disciples. Okay, look at John chapter 13, verse 35 for me, if you don't believe me. John 13, verse 35. See, see, love ain't just, you know, yeah, he loved us, he loved us, but no, how you love him? We got a question how much he loved us. The question is how much we love him. Do we got it? Your love for one another. Man, we can stop right there. Your love for one, no, 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 it's how much you got that people know you belong to God. No, 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 it got to be how much you can quote the Bible that proves how much you love God. It got to be. Your love, your love for who? One another. 
will prove to who? The world. That you what? Relationships is the only thing that proves that we belong to God. It's the only thing that proves that we belong to Jesus. And relationships happen over time. It don't happen right away. Let's, let's, let's move on. So, uh, and resist the itch to fix people. Please, please do that. Here's the last one, and I'm going to get out your way. I'm going to go back to 13 and read through. Here it is. Okay, 13 minutes. When he went out the next day, behold, two Hebrews were doing what? Struggling together. He said to the man in the wrong, oh my God. Now, I'm going to say it right here. These got to be some black folks. Okay, y'all don't believe me? You ain't got to watch one life. Watch this. Watch this one life to live. Watch this. Verse number 13, and I'm going to start. He said to the man in the room, why do you strike your companion? Watch this. He answered, who made you God? Okay, who made you a prince and judge over us? Do you mean to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? I'm going to stop right there. We can nurture stronger relationships by receiving correction gracefully. Uh, yep, yep, I should have brought my own bag of amens right here. When Moses confronted the two Hebrews who were fighting, he was met with resistance. Yes, God, watch this. God gave him faith. God gave him a call showing you, man, you're going you to help deliver these people. Moses moved too fast. Why? How do we know Moses moved too fast? How do we know Moses did something wrong? Because he was trying to see if somebody saw it. If you did the right thing, you ain't trying to hide it. And then, and then he, he thought, he, he came out the next day, and then he's trying to stop another squabble. Who you think you are? Trying to tell us not to fight? You just. This is why we got to be careful because sometimes our hastiness can, can mess up our credibility with people. God gave you a ministry, but you have not taken long enough time for him to even develop the vision and the values behind that. But you want to go ahead. And you don't realize you're losing your credibility the whole way through while you're rushing. But watch this. When Moses went out there, who do you think you are? You can't tell me you killed somebody. How are you going to try to stop a fight? And you, what you going to do, kill me like you did him? Okay, we saw Moses messed up. How about this other side? How many of us, when somebody tries to correct us, we try to throw their mess in their face? You trying to tell somebody how to raise your kid? Why your kids ain't in church? Where your son and your son out there on that dope? Your son out there on that mess? Your daughter got pregnant at 13. What are you trying to tell me? They trying to tell you what they didn't do that they should have done. We cannot, we cannot be, when somebody's trying to correct us, now we want to be all defensive, we want to be all aggressive and, and all ugly. 
Because we don't have the grace to under, not grace, you ain't got the humility to understand you ain't always right. If we're going to build stronger relationships, we have to admit there's times I messed up. I get it wrong. I, I, I make some bad decisions till this day I tell my church, listen, don't you put too much in me because one day you, I'm going to make you mad. I'm going to make you upset and you're going to want to leave. I'm telling you, don't, 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 don't put me on no pedestal. Because we all make bad decisions. But when someone confronts us, we got to receive it. Amen. Particularly, particularly if we, oh, this is my sister. This is my brother. Oh, I love you. We in covenant together. But then the moment I tell you, you was wrong. I don't know who he think he is. Yeah. He, he, he just got the little funky job. Now he's trying to tell somebody. They've been married five months and now they're trying to tell somebody about love. This, this is their fourth marriage and now, now they're trying to tell somebody. If we want to build strong, I'm, 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 the whole point is this. This is my whole point. I'm done. If we are going to for real see agape and honor at its best, we got to do better at nurturing strong relationships. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot become who you are in Christ because, oh my God, I'm starting a whole nother sermon. Because who you are in Christ has a lot to do with how you treat other people. Some of you upset right now. Why Pastor Reggie in here? Why Pastor Reggie? Hey, God, I want Pastor Reggie. Why Pastor So-and-so could have did this. So-and-so. See, you're nasty already. Because you... Nobody in your relationship told you you need to stop talking so much. Stop being so judgmental. Stop being so judgmental. Stop looking at what they don't have on, what they do have on, how they do smell, how they don't smell. They should have came this way. They should have did this. He should have said that. He didn't know how to do this. He didn't know how to do it. He didn't know what scripture. He didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't know. And you missed the whole point. Don't want to be corrected. But the only way that we can experience agape if we are in the presence of other people, you can't forgive without being in a relationship with other people. You can't mourn with other people and rejoice with, if you're not in their presence. But then you can't be trying to fix people all the time either. You, honey, you just got yourself together. Anyway, and then when I'm in relationships, check me. But you cannot check me if I can't check you.
why. Jesus said it. I'm done. Jesus said it. I wish I could hoop it out, but I can't. It ain't nothing to hoop. It ain't nothing to hoop. Jesus said, take the plank. with a plank in yours. Be corrected. Have integrity. Be honest with yourself. I got plank in my eye. He didn't say I can't correct my brother. He didn't say I can't correct my sister. But before I do it, take it out. Because watch this, watch this. Oh my God. The reason why we can see what's wrong with everybody else is because we see it in us. Plank out of yours first. Now, watch this, watch this, watch this. Oh my God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Watch this. If I got Stacy right there and Stacy got a speck in his eye, I cannot remove the speck from Stacy's eye by loving him from a distance. If I want to remove the speck from my brother eye, I got to be close enough to see it. Y'all playing with me. I can't remove anything from nobody's life if I'm not close enough, if I'm not in relationship. As a matter of fact, that's what Jesus did to us. Jesus came down from heaven. He came, oh my God, he was incarnate. He left heaven and entered the neighborhood and moved among us. And when he came among us, that's when he started to transform us because he's teaching us that presence I'm done. I'll keep going. I'm done. I'm done. 